0: Good evening and welcome to tonight's show from DJ and TV, Disc Jockey News TV. Tonight's show is brought to you by Electra Voice. DJ Event Planner. DJ Trivia. Odyssey Innovative Designs and Cases. NLFX Professional promo only and the DJ and TV insiders. time for Tuesday Night Live Chat with Brian S. Red and John Young. All right, we are here. It is time for the menagerie of topics that we're going to be covering tonight, which will go from the gamut of left all the way to the gamut of right. Or something like that.
1: Something we have a like lot of topics. We tonight, do. Though.
0: We do. We've got a lot of things. It's, it's just that none of the topics are really that, that full go-for-an-hour type show. So well, you might be surprised. Yeah, that's true. We've we've had some nights where we've not talked about a darn thing, and we've gone for an hour. So, so we want got, to start with John. We got a, got a few different areas we're gonna gonna hit, and uh, let's see. Well, well we started. Let, let's we we've got uh, we're gonna talk about some new music things, uh, some weddings. That I'm right in the middle of. For those of you who have been following, is that I've got a full summer of weddings, and I'm right. I just pretty much have finished planning my june weddings and there's some things we can talk about there from we got a couple of them that haven't gone through uh we've been t- talking about um y- you've been talking about the the uh, battery powered system and recently i've been playing with a battery powered little system so we can oh, talk about the inverter you got or little inverter yeah we yeah. That was out in a field and such and then that ryobi like, makes that ryobi does yeah yeah okay and then um there was some Some things with some of the uh, some weddings here that uh, happened to me and other people that some wedding fails and we'll hit about hit some of those. So
1: wedding fails. He said he said that rather fast. It was wedding fails.
0: fails. Yes. So we've got a question. So let's go right
1: down the list, huh? Let's start
0: right at the top. Talking about um, you did a video. That was that last night that the video went up that talking about the request when people are coming up and saying, hey, can you play something new? Which happened to Mm -hmm. me Saturday night, and it's ironic because I didn't listen to the video until today. (laughs) it was almost exactly as you described it so for those who haven't seen the video give us a little uh, recap of that
1: well sometimes you'll have someone come up to you during the evening there's something wrong with everything everybody's dancing and having a good time but someone will just come up and say hey do you got any new music i'm tired of this old stuff can you just play something new and then you reply sure what would you like to hear oh i don't care just play something new just turn this old crap off and they walk away it's kind of where the video started Tell us about your experience. <laughs>
0: uh, it was almost exactly that. We were, I was into an 80s, an 80s set at the time, and I had someone yeah. come up there and they're like, hey, can you play some newer newer new music? It's like great. And I'm thinking to myself, you know, just running this through, it's like, okay, they don't look like they're the they're not the the uh, uh, baby shark, you know, they're not that <laughs> age. They might be you no know, old town road. They could be that. They might be looking for it didn't look like rap type. They mm-hmm. weren't a country, so I'm I'm kind of thinking. And then she's like, yeah, can you play some, like, Black Eyed Peas? I got a feeling. Okay, I can. And then Awesome. And then, you know what? I really like that. I, I like Fergie's song, Fergalicious. Can you play that, too? I can. But I'm thinking to myself, again, prior to seeing your video, that's not technically really new music. I mean, I would, I would have considered right. at that point in time something that has hit the charts in the last 18 to 24 months. Not things that were hit the, more, the charts within a the last A decade ago. Yeah, yeah, precisely. Yeah. So I just don't understand um, to a point, but I, I think as in the video you mentioned that there just isn't anything on the charts today that's really like a, oh my gosh, this is an awesome song.
1: Well, it, for me to be a music critic on that, I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to say, that's new music today. But what I will say is people aren't asking for it and they're not dancing to it. Even if they are asking for it and you play it, they're not dancing to it. So when I think of new music, I go back ten years. Yeah. So to me, "Party in the USA" is a top ten hit. It's or it's on the charts right now. As far as my audience is concerned, it is. It's mm-hmm. familiar. It's danceable, and it's what I actually do consider contemporary. And you know, I think about all, all the artists that we've had in the last ten years: LMFAO, Pitbull, Rida, Bruno Mars. Uh, Walk the Moon, Rune 5, you know, whatever. But I also did mention that in 1990, if I had said that a song from 1981 was contemporary, people would have said I was out of my mind.
0: Yep, yep.
1: But today, that's kind of what it is. That's how we as wedding DJs should probably... Think about contemporary music and the kind of people.
0: Do you think the reason why that eighty song from 81 compared to 1990, that there was such a different sound from one oh. er, the era to the next compared oh, to yeah. today, as I can, I could find a song from 2000, 2004, five, 10, you know, and really there's probably enough similarities in the sound. Yes, I, absolutely.
1: I, We've talked about this in shows before. Um, there was a time when every song was very unique you could distinguish one song from the next and if there were two songs that were very similar they went to court about it i mean think about your friend huey lewis with i want a new drug and ray parker jr's ghostbusters now i didn't hear it until i really had to listen for it they weren't even that similar sounding of songs, but the the progression were a bit similar, and I think they did it a little backwards in Ray Parker Jr. or whatever. Uh, And then come to find out, I did watch a documentary on Huey Lewis because you're my friend, and I wanted to know as much as I could about Huey Lewis. The people who who did Ghostbusters, uh, was it... um, Oh, who was that cat who uh, produced it? He was in it, too. Anyway... They asked him to do the theme song for Ghostbusters. And he had already committed to Back to the Future. He's like, I don't want to have too many theme songs out there. I think I'm going to decline on this Ghostbusters thing. So they were looking for a song with the vibe of Huey Lewis. And they told Ray Parker Jr. that, and he made the song to sound kind of like a Huey Lewis song. Mm-hmm. I want a new drug. But it still, to me, didn't sound anything like a Huey Lewis song. Now, you being a Huey Lewis fan... Does Ghostbusters sound like a Huey Lewis song? To prior,
0: you? prior to us having this discussion, I would have not even put the same two to get them together. But right. when you start listening for that, oh right? Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, so so back in the, uh, the old days, that was unheard of. No two songs can sound alike. Can you imagine today if there were lawsuits about two songs sounding alike? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. With a drum beat or a bass or, or or whatever, or an autotune, or oh my gosh. So everything's just become very homogenized. It's not like there are these very unique songs out there. And And there was a time, I think from the beginning of probably popular music in the 1950s all the way through, I would say mm, probably sometime maybe in the late 90s where everything had a pretty unique sound to it. Or maybe even the mid the mid nineties. And then things started all kind of sound the same or very similar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or a lot of things did. Yeah. And and we didn't really think about it. And and the other thing that, that we've we've discussed mm-hmm. that I'll just touch on quickly is that there were new instruments happening in the seventies and the eighties and the nineties with sampling.
0: Yeah, new tools. So, tools for surely.
1: Right, so the 808 drum, for instance. I mean, that is quintessentially like this music from 83, 84, 85. I mean, you hear an 808, and you're like, ooh, cool. That's the sound you hear in the beginning of uh, Whitney Houston's I Want to Dance with Somebody, that very in- the intro of that song, that particular weird-sounding drum thing. That's the 808. Now, when that machine became obsolete, they started using 909s. And then other things... Um, So yeah, there were unique sounds, and the samplers were like 8-bit, so they were kind of rough-sounding, much like you might have heard in some of the early Janet Jackson tracks, like When I Think of You with the Horn Stabs, or Yes's Owner of a Lonely Heart is a perfect example of that. All the sampling in that was all 8-bit, but the sampling got so good, it started to sound like a real instrument, so you couldn't really distinguish sampling from from real. Mm -hmm. Um, And as soon as that happened, everything kind of started to sound the same. Production and kind of hit this place, and compression keeps going and going and going. They keep trying to compress these songs even more. Just to have this loudness factor to them. Um, it, it, it there's not really a variation in sound anymore as much as there used to be. So it's very hard to determine was the song written in 1995 or was the song written in 2015? I don't know. I've never heard it before. It could be either one. Yeah, and those sure. are that's a 20 year gap. I mean, geez, shares do you believe in love? Remember that song mm-hmm. or believe by share?
0: yeah,
1: it's a twenty year old song
0: mm-hmm. and to a point it would they would work work today to be released.
1: It was the first song I remember hearing auto tune in Now, sure didn't need it. It was just kind of like using a vocoder. It was just a a, a gimmicky thing a to no, do, yeah
0: novelty, yeah,
1: but now everyone uses Vocoder our, our uh, auto tune it's industry-wide everyone does it it's the standard it hasn't changed in 20 years so that's not any different um so yeah you can go ahead and and uh, call these 10 year old songs contemporary now and your audience isn't gonna flinch
0: yeah they will think that it's like yay and the the uh, wedding for this upcoming weekend I think you've very most of the songs are probably, and it's a younger couple. They graduated, I think, in 2016. That um, that um, this upcoming weekend, but they're look they're picking songs that are 10, 12 years old. I mean, some of the songs yeah. that we've already mentioned are on their list. <clears throat> so that now, would- I know you
1: don't watch tons of YouTube, because um, you're busy, and I understand. I am too, but I've been getting bored lately, and I've been checking things out on there that that I you know. Maybe you missed the first time around. Mm-hmm. There's a channel that many of you might be familiar with called React. You ever heard of it?
0: I I don't believe so.
1: It's it's really cute. It's um. Well, I told you about the No Life Shack. Yep, yep, yep. Video, and you saw that, and that was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys checked that out, and uh, I know how he how he spent a couple hours checking out No Life Shack because I I really I, I love his his reaction videos to rock songs. It's hilarious. But there's a, a YouTube channel. It's, I think it's out of California somewhere and they have several different, um, like episodes and it's like teens react to eighties music.
0: Okay. I think I've seen a, yeah.
1: College kids react to eighties music or elders react to seventies music and, and all that stuff. So I was binge watching the teens and college kids react to eighties music last night. I must've watched for about four hours.
0: Oh my, you did. <laughs> was
1: just I just kept watching it. It was, it was so entertaining to me. And uh, I, I will tell you, that because um, they will play a song, and several different uh, young people, being teens or college kids, would listen to the song, and they'd have to guess the name and the artist of the song, see if they actually knew it. Mm-hmm. And of course, all the stuff was done well before they were born. Uh, I did watch a couple of episodes of college kids reacting to 70s music, and I missed one song. I'll tell you, I missed one. I couldn't think of the Immigrant Song by Led Zeppelin. I knew it was Led Zeppelin, but I couldn't think of the name of the Immigrant Song. Do you know that one?
0: Mm, I don't know if I do or not.
1: You've heard it a thousand times. Ah! They scream at the beginning of it. That's the Immigrant Song. And I couldn't think of what it was called because they don't say that in the song anywhere. But otherwise, I, of course, got them all. reason I bring it up is I really like these kids, by the way. All these kids that I watch, I, I just... Wanted to know them. I wanted them to be in my neighborhood, and I wanted to, you know, be their big brother or something, or their uncle, or maybe dad. I don't know. But they liked what they were hearing,
0: mm-hmm.
1: even if they'd never heard it before. And there were a lot of songs. Where they, would, they would pop up in the episode, and they say, "You know, I really don't know my '80s music at all. I'm going to be terrible at this. I don't know it at all." And they throw on some track, and and they're and they know it. And they like it. Oh, yeah, my mom. I love this song. It's one of my favorite songs. Oh, my gosh. Uh, they didn't always know the name or the title, but they mm. liked the music. Sure. I only remember one time that uh, someone didn't like a song. And it was this this um, this one young lady. She was quite a, a feminist activist. You could tell by her T-shirts and her tattoos and things that this was her thing. She didn't care much for Van Halen's Everybody Wants some. This just wasn't her thing. She, mm-hmm. she didn't have a lot of nice things to say about it. But every other song that they played, and, and they were everywhere, from Cool in the Gang to Rick Astley to uh, Winnie Houston, Michael Jackson, Prince, Def Leppard, you name it. They liked everything they heard. They mm-hmm. all had something positive to say about what they heard. And they mentioned that... You know, it's really interesting that all these songs sound unique. They don't all sound the same. But it's like you can put them in a group. Every song has its own unique sound. Sure. This is what songs used to be. And I'll share this uh, in closing. And then I'll take a breath and let you talk. I'm <laughs> taking over here. <laughs> it was this little girl. She was adorable. And, and they were doing the YMCA. And all the kids knew the YMCA. But none of them knew who it was. None of them knew it was the village people. And it was the last song in that episode. And this little girl says, I've always known this song and I need to look up the history of this track because wouldn't it be weird if all of a sudden tomorrow there was this really hyped up celebratory song about 24 hour fitness and everybody had a dance to it. And she's right. I mean, (laughs) what a weird thing to write a song about. It was a it was a really cute observation from where I thought. (laughs) uh, Go
0: to the twenty four hour fitness,
1: right? Or you know, would it be weird if like all of a sudden Justin Timberlake (laughs) had a song about twenty four hour fitness and there was a special dance to it and it was all celebratory and everybody loved it? Where did that come from? You know, why?
0: We're gonna go down to, yeah.
1: (laughs) But but yeah, I mean, so even the older stuff, I mean, we can go back and play it. But yeah, and. uh, I will say this too, John. I apologize. I'm I'm talking here. But um, you know when they say, could you play something new? And then you say, well, what would you like? And they say, I don't care. Just play something new. I hate this old stuff. Yep. I have a theory about that that I didn't talk about in the video. I believe they don't really know what they want. But they're actually looking to us as... The professional and the authority on music to pull it off for them. Mm-hmm. And that's something we used to encounter a lot as DJs, professional mobile DJs, but not so much in the last 10 years or so. They've kind of treated us like human jukeboxes. Very much so. Where now, maybe they're like, okay, maybe the DJ knows something we don't know. Let's just give him a direction and let him take us there. That's kind of a cool thing, actually.
0: Yeah. I, I think we've got the two extremes in there sometimes they do and sometimes
1: we've been so conditioned not to think for ourselves anymore. Sometimes when someone asks us to do it, we I panic. Yeah. Like, what do you mean pick the song? Are you out of your mind?
0: Give me a list of 10 or give me a, give me 10 options and I'll pick one. Yeah.
1: Right, cuz I am no longer capable of just doing this on the fly cuz how would I possibly know what you would like?
0: Kind of ties into tonight's meeting with the bride and groom. I did that earlier, then, and we were we were reflecting back to the time when the very first weddings. They didn't pick their first dance song. They didn't pick their father daughter, and because they, they, what got us to that point is they're like we asked our parents what their first dance songs were, and our parents don't remember. And like, how yeah. would you not remember your first dance song? Well, kids, from my perspective, because I did, not their parents, but I mean, I was doing weddings when your parents were married. And this is how it happened. We would, we would, uh, we go from eight to eight to To midnight, and we show up at seven o'clock and drag speakers through the back of dinner. At some point in time, later in the dinner, we go shake the hand and say, Hi, I'll be your DJ for tonight. And we're starting at eight (laughs) o'clock.
1: Never never met you before in my life.
0: And and I'll be playing a a song for you at eight o'clock for your first dance, and I'll announce you as bride and groom because we didn't take the, you know, we didn't learn the names and yeah. we would go and find the most popular <laughs> slow song and that would be the first dance song and then yeah. something that was a popular potentially um song that the wedding party could go do that wasn't too romantic that would be the second song and then we would open the dance floor yeah so the kids are like not understanding it's like we didn't djs just and we didn't know any different i mean that's just what everybody did and and we didn't right. uh, it wasn't part of our, our lexicon to sit down and meet meet with you. You want me to call you by your first name during the event? Oh, heavens no. You are married, and, and this is your day, so you are bride.
1: You're the brand new Mr. and Mrs. Johnson. That's all oh, I want to know yeah, about didn't you. Even,
0: didn't even give them the Mrs. Or Mrs. Johnson. It was a happy bride and groom.
1: That's, that's great. Oh, man. You know, I, I did a video on that this week, too.
0: Talked yeah, you've, about been going, that you've been going live bit. quite a bit in the evenings. Yeah, it's like you know, you turn around and there's I get a notification on my phone that uh, that that Brian's going live on it. It's like, dude, I go to sleep sometimes.
1: What are you doing?
0: Is <laughs> that was that Saturday night? You were really late.
1: I I don't know. It's Saturday night, man. Come on. Yeah, Not I, all I of all of us have like seventeen kids. I, I was,
0: just I think, if I, when I either I was just ripping down or something. If it was some somehow I was at the show and it's like, what in the world is he doing? Because if Why I do. Going? If I turn this on and start listening to it, then I'm going to make a smart aleck <laughs> comment. Then I'll uh, never get out of here as I'm trying to rip down.
1: Yeah, you can always watch the replay. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's not as much fun. You can fun always
1: as, watch the replay. It's not as
0: much fun as it's in front the, of a
1: live audience. Smart aleck um, comments.
0: <sighs> okay, let's continue well, on here.
1: Well, well, hold on a minute. Oh. Hold on, we got a thought here. Oh yeah, because because I do remember doing exactly that. Did a video on it, talked about it, and. I was very excited to be able to offer my clients a definite option as what they want for their first song and what they want for their father-daughter dance and what they want for their wedding party dance. To me, that was some serious service mm-hmm. at the time com- compared to what we came from. I-, I couldn't wait to do that because I really hated the staples that, that we just kind of played automatically or the default songs. And he still, you know, played requests and just played to the crowd and whatever, but they were able to choose some songs. Fast forward to today, it's gotten to the point where sometimes the clients give you an entire playlist, you get your whole evening laid out for you, and there are no surprises. And they've told you what time you're going on and what time there's going to be a break, and they've organized everything about the dinner and the cake cutting because they're the boss and that's what they decided to do. So it's gone from, we got you handle. Don't worry about it. To it's all on you, Brian groom. You got to take care of everything and tell us exactly what to do. Cause it's in the questionnaire. You're obligated to tell us how to do these things. Um, I feel like there's too many choices.
0: Yeah, there, well, there certainly, well, certainly could be that the, the too many, huh? the too many choices. I think after your video on that, um, I I was kind of thinking about that. It's like, do we do that? And then uh, it, again, because I've been meeting with a lot of the couples, is that we we talked three months uh, three months ago, and we had all these options, and, and they were like, "Oh my god, I love that idea!" "Oh my god, I love that yeah. idea!" "Oh my god!" Well, now as we get closer, they're like, oh, you know, let's just scratch that idea. That's right, right. I, I just can't. I don't. We don't have the time to put that together, or you know what it. it some of the resources we needed to put the pull this together just didn't come through and, and you know, whatever.
1: I had a client meeting on Sunday. I didn't even mention it to anybody on social media or otherwise. I had a client meeting on Sunday, been meaning to meet with the client for quite a while, but life happens on their end. And on my end, we weren't able to uh, connect, but we finally connected on Sunday and they really wanted to talk. So, It's the situation where it's going to be at a barn, but not like a barn wedding. It's a friend of the family's barn Mm -hmm. kind of thing. They're going to get married in the barn, and they're going to have a, a cookout, like a pig roast thing. Nice. And then they're going to come back in, have a reception for a little while, some dancing and some speeches and things. And then they're going to have a bonfire in a remote location. So they really wanted to talk to me about how to put this all together.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: At the end of the meeting, we determined that they're coming down the aisle to the organ processional. They'll pick a song later about the recessional. They picked a first dance song. They don't want a father-daughter. They don't want a mother-son. They don't want to do anything about the wedding party. And uh, we're going to be really loose on the times. That's what we came up with at this meeting.
0: <laughs> exactly, and that's all they needed. It was just a simple. Guidance.
1: Imagine if I would have sent them a questionnaire to ask them all this crap, A through Z. You know, when all they really wanted was A, B, J, and Q. That's all they really wanted. Sure. So, I just don't want to bait anybody with these questionnaires. That was kind of my point in that video.
0: And I, and I think that happens an awful lot when we, you know, it's it's kind of like the the when you're doing a survey that you can say oh what did you like and then what did you not like well you're basically setting them up to think oh my gosh okay i need to put something in here um well i didn't like the the way this happened and then we see this and we're like oh my god this is that idea that uh when He's we give it. them we give them forty-five different choices. We used to do this with our interaction but on our planner. We had twenty-seven different interactive activities we used to do with our world's oldest, most dangerous band, and our the YMCA skit and the uh, groomsmen, um, the groomsman intro that we did, and there was all these different things. And uh-huh. we would have people would go like, "Oh my gosh, this is so great! I want that and I want that." And, I, and it would go through, and then you sit down and start talking about it. it's like, "Oh, I didn't know what that was. I just thought, boy, the more, the the more, the better. The show is going to be."
1: I just checked it. Yeah, because it was there it's like the don't playlist you get this laundry list of don't play songs and you're like hey you really don't want to hear these songs oh I don't really care I just filled it out because the section was there
0: yeah yeah and that's what happens
1: so you don't really have a problem with these songs no play them I don't care
0: it's just anyway yeah <laughs> that's what, what they get into uh hurricane uh, just let's let's uh, hit this one uh, how would you accessibility with a barn? Um, they're up in a hayloft of a barn. There's no AC in about 20 steps. Oh God, I hate that. I have, a, have got a small enough sound system where I would take my smallest sound system or, or one of my smaller ones up there. And I would take my portable AC unit. Yes. I've got a little air air conditioning unit I would take, or at least fans depending upon what the weather was going to be like, but everything it's going to suck. But that's part of why I charged that because I think I had two up in the hayloft barn shows last year and I had uh, I charged more for them just because I knew it was going to be inconvenient and I would have to give myself probably an extra half hour to an hour's time frame to be able to move everything in and then get myself back into back into presentable shape
1: sure' so that- yeah, there's, there, there's always challenges in any event you do. Yeah. You know what I do like when it comes to barns, though? And I've seen it quite a bit out here. Uh, I, well, I saw it last year a couple times. Anyway, the swamp cooler option. Yep, yep. I think that works really well. It seemed to. It was a very hot, humid day, but it was comfortable in the barn with the swamp cooler. Which is just what, what is it, John? Like a fan with ice in it?
0: Um, some can have ice, but most of them have just a, a uh, water and, and some sort of a little radiator or a... Uh, more of a filter and it gets it gets wet and the air going through that that wet filter that will kind of make a really super fine mist and that will kind of bring the temperature down of that but you're in order for this to really work it needs to be drier than uh if you've got got a very humid day it doesn't do a thing okay so yeah
1: the big barn with lofty ceilings this thing was absolutely huge but and it was noisy but it did the job.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better than nothing, but I have, I've been in front of a swamp cooler, well, probably, what, 10, 12 feet away and just getting it. And after a while, I felt the side of the, you know, the kind of the back of the laptop. It's like, it's damp. Oh, Yeah, I wasn't too excited about that. So I ended up kind of moving it a little closer to me and not so much the dance floor. pull my table back so it was kind of out of the, yeah. the spray. Yeah, the barn, and, and we talked about last night. If you guys didn't get a chance to to uh, hear the trends show, Dan Carpenter and I did last night. We talked about barn weddings and what we're seeing with that, and and uh, and and kind of dug into that a little bit. So, okay, so uh, continuing talking about uh, 2019 weddings, and and uh, specifically, I, I spent some time with a a venue manager today, talking to them about what he has been seeing. Now this is a venue that back in the day and I say back in the day in the 80s and 90s sure commonly 400 people dances there were many times when they were throwing picnic tables up outside the venue because of the overflow of them mm-hmm. His average wedding this summer is about 125 people Wow compared so you're and granted it's been a, a slow progression but he's like I have I have very few he goes I do have he said Three weddings in the fall that are pushing 400, and he said he hasn't had that in a long time. But this weekend is 160, which is a larger one. Next weekend, mm-hmm. I think he's got he's in the low low hundreds, and then he's got a 200 some, and then he's way back under 100. And it's just seeing how the crowds or the the uh, re, um, invited guests are so much lower than they were, and I don't know if that's because of the cost. I mean, really. If you figure it out proportionately what it was back then for plated meal and what it is today, they haven't really kept up with inflation. Of course, they haven't done any really major improvements to the venue either. I mean, it still no. has kind of that '80s look in there. Sure. But the it's you know ten dollars a plate or whatever it was, and it was probably six dollars a plate in the '80s. So right, it's not that that's gotten progressively expensive where it's now thirty dollars a plate type of a thing. But I just yeah. I, I wonder where this you know where where does this trend stop you know or will it stop or are we are we going to continue to go down where weddings are going to become in some cases just really immediate friends and family and we're going to be you know common you know under 100 people is going to be so as a common wedding across the board
1: yeah i wonder and i i don't know i just wonder if these larger weddings are just larger families and the smaller weddings are an average family.
0: It could be. I mean, that in our case, that would that would make a level of sense because we are in a very strong, uh, we were in a very strong Catholic community at that time, yeah. and and it oh, was, that
1: that'll do it. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. And they were their families. You know, were you know six and eight kids, right? Not all the weddings I uh, that we had back then were were that, but I know there were some of them, where there was a a large family, and
1: yeah. I mean, you take a large family and then you take your, your basic family and friends of a couple and, and you get bigger numbers, but if you don't have that large family and the same amount of family and uh, business associates or whatever from a couple, it can reduce your numbers quite a bit.
0: But then I'm thinking with a wedding I had last year where she was an only child and he, I think, had a brother, and they had t- six couples, so they had 12 people in our wedding party, which yeah. you know, they didn't have the siblings, but they still had this huge, massive wedding party. And I don't remember you know, back 25 years ago, 30 years ago, we had most wedding parties were maybe, you know, three couples, maybe four couples. It was it. And I, I haven't seen the head tables as large as I have last few years. Um, I had a, a uh, one that had eight couples on each side yeah. mm-hmm. or eight couples. To, you know, it's eight on each side.
1: Okay. I wonder uh, if that's an obligation sometimes where
0: they just can't say no.
1: You can't. Yeah. Well, why wasn't I invited to do this? Fine. Now we gotta find a guy for you to stand with, so we gotta talk to more of his beer drinking buddies <laughs> because, you know this thing. Because Marcia from college just doesn't understand why she's not standing up with me because she was such my you know such a good friend of mine. I don't know. I think most people would prefer smaller my daughter, well Stevie, I've mm-hmm. told you she's getting married this summer.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't think about what their wedding's happen. I don't know what's going on. It's small. I know that. It's really small. And, uh my my siblings I mean she's not even pushing for them to come she's like he, like I'm not even gonna send you an invite because that means you're obligated to send me a gift and I'm not trying to do that uh, come if you want but you certainly don't have to so yeah it's it's um a lot of people are going this low-key ones too
0: and I, and I wonder because the the whole the whole thing they talk about is the Millennials or the younger younger generations are more into the experience and going out and traveling and having having that and they want to you know have their their work life and have it semi-contained and mm-hmm. then to have have these other things in their life to make their you know make the world a more rounded well-rounded place and at times though our generation gets chastised because you know all you all you do is work. All you've got, to da, 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 you know, and you don't you don't have time to go and travel and you know see the things and do all of that. And it's like, well, that's part of yeah, because stupid us had kids.
1: Yeah, so we had we you. had
0: kids, and and unfortunately, they kids don't come free. So I, I just wonder if that ties into this. Is that that mm-hmm. it gets to the point? It's like, okay, we could have this big thing and pay for it. Or we can maybe go smaller and not be as far in debt. I I, I don't know how this ties in. I, I, I hear know. my my kids aren't in the marrying age yet, but I hear how they talk about the whole not wanting to, to take on... It's like listening to Dave Ramsey. Oh, we don't want to take on... I don't want to take on debt for college. I don't want to take on debt for a car. I don't want to take on debt for this, or that, or the other thing, which is great. Don't get me wrong. But is that, that mentality so perverse now as we go into 2019, 2020, and beyond that we're going to find couples that are, you know, we, talk, we used the word simple last night, Dan did, because that, he hears that so often from his couples, is that the simple, less expensive, more of a modest way of getting the job done and yeah. being happy with that, and then we're gonna create memories because now we can afford to take a family trip in two years as opposed to, oh, now we're gonna be paying for this wedding for the next five years type of thing.
1: Right, well, like, like my, my youngest, it was twenty one, by the way. Her and her fiance just bought a duplex, like right up the road from me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's what they want to spend their money on. They want to spend their money on on their 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 place. Now they bought a duplex, so their mortgage isn't too much. Right. Cheaper than we'd be paying rent. So they're really smart in that regard. But you know, they're my my daughter's smart. I mean, she just knows how to manage things. So. She's she's kind of the mastermind of the of, of the two of my think when it comes to what we're gonna do and how we're gonna do it. But she's got it figured out, and and she knows as my daughter who's helped me, you know, gig her whole life that you get the right people in a cemetery, you're gonna have a good time. You know, <laughs> you don't have to have this thing, you know, this this circus elephant. It's not necessary. You get the right people in a cemetery, they're going to have a party. So she isn't really concerned about the venue or the food or the decorations. She just wants to get the right people at the event and have a good time.
0: That that should be a t-shirt there, Brian. It's
1: what we used to say about my Uncle Dave. That, that was what we all used to say. Uncle Dave could... You know, we could all meet Uncle Dave in a cemetery, and we'd have the time of our lives because he's just fun. No he's matter where he guy. is, doesn't matter. He doesn't have to be, <laughs> you know, and and you know, in Cancun or whatever. He can be Anywhere. in the middle of Ohio, and he's going to have a great time. It doesn't matter. That's just <laughs> Uncle Dave, and he was like that, you know. And it's true. Get the right people in the room. It doesn't matter. Nothing else matters.
0: Yeah, no, well, there is a lot of a lot of logic to that.
1: Well, I'll tell my clients sometimes. After an event that goes really, really well, they'll come up and they'll thank me. Oh, my God, thank you. We had such a great night. And I could say, you're welcome, but I don't. What I say is, look, I'm really happy that you're happy. I had a great time myself, but let me tell you something. It's not all me. You had a great audience. Your guests were fantastic, and they really made it special. And it's true, because I could have got 150 duds, And it could have sucked, Mm -hmm. but they're ready to go, and they were cool, and they had fun, and we had the right people in the room. Didn't really matter what room it was. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah, and that's that's maybe that's feeding into some of that that barn, outdoor, backyard, neighbors. I
1: doubt it because I don't think people are nearly as savvy as my kid or most kids aren't <laughs> no, as savvy they're, they're, as my kid. Yeah, I'd like to think that's what it is though, but its yeah, it would probably. be cool if I could just say, Oh yeah, they finally realized that it. it's all about the people. But when it comes to social situations, I'm not sure that her generation should be the ones to carry that flag. Mm-hmm. They got a thing or two to learn from us yet.
0: Yeah, very true. Okay. Uh, let's continue on here. I'm just making, making some notes. Uh, so, uh, remote uh, remote sound systems. We've been the last couple of weeks. I've been playing with the uh, little Ryobi inverters here. This is this is one of them. I actually now own three of these. This is a 150 watt inverter that works with the Ryobi One Plus batteries, which is pretty much all their batteries. Forever be a One Plus battery. Uh, this is a 1.3 amp hour battery. Little units go and and it turns on and oops, I can't see where it's doing because that's off the screen. And it also has a light, but not that I've been playing with that. Very useful. Um, 110. It's got a couple of USB ports. I've been doing all sorts of testing videos with these. I've had a 3-amp hour battery on there. I've got a 6-amp hour battery, and we've been bouncing back and forth and running speakers and different things. You brought up one lesson that I've learned with these things. You brought up the, the whole concept of compression and how they have taken the music and basically just mashed everything into that that area
1: it's a loudness war yeah
0: uh, uh, truly a loudness war and I, a
1: whisper is a scream now
0: well and <laughs> what i've what i've noticed with that is music that is heavily compressed i, I put a kilowatt on this and i was running some speakers Day one, I ran this, and I was using '70s music, which isn't compressed all that too terribly much. No,
1: it's not compressed at all.
0: Exactly, exactly. It played, and it was, and I had the wattage kind of in a 35 to 45 range, and it played all all day, and it ran the battery down, and it sounded fabulous, and it lasted a long time. Day two, I moved into more modern music, things from 2000 and beyond. Now I'm running into compression, and I had the thing. I was, I decided I was going to push it, and again with the kilowatt, and I don't have one here. Um I hooked the kilowatt into this with an outlet strip if you guys watch the video so I could put the kilowatt down and look at it. But I was pushing to I want to get 110 decibel out of the speaker. So I pushed a little okay. bit and that was taking somewhere in that 50 to 52 watts on the kilowatt. Well because that music is so compressed and such it drains that those capacitors in the back of the speaker. Oh, sure. And yeah. then all of a sudden it needs that power. And if the music is loud and it needs that power it, the kilowatt was still showing 50 to 55, but there were spikes of power demand happening that we weren't seeing because the kilowatt wasn't fast enough. That was exceeding 150 watt uh, inverter here. Yeah. What ends up happening is it shuts off for just a split second. So if you're listening to one of the, watching one of the videos and you hear this happening, that's what was happening as I was d- pulling too much out. So with that same type of music, if I pulled the volume back a little bit, now yeah. I was getting the about 100 and. You know, two decibel range somewhere comfortably in there, and I was bouncing between thirty-five and forty watts on the kilowatt. I ran it wonderfully for another hour and a half, and it didn't yeah. shut down because when it would then spike. So if it let's just say fifty, if fifty watts, and it was spiking at the times, and it was three times that draw, you know, hundred over one hundred fifty, at the thirty and forty watts, if it had a spike of three times, it was only pulling you know one hundred and twenty. It was whatever it was. It was. Small enough where it wasn't tripping the unit. So, if you are looking at one of these, I would highly recommend having a kilowatt there to be able to monitor what's going on. My biggest purchase with this, uh, and again, do, I have three do, of these. Do you
1: have a Do you have a kilowatt to show them? Because I have one I can pull out real quick.
0: Yeah, if you got one handy, because I think mine yeah, are. let me in the let me go truck. grab it real quick. I I'll keep one. I'll keep going here because I want to show yeah. talk about the nine nine amp hour battery. So this is for those. The deal was, or it still is going on here at Home Depot, is that you can buy. You buy a two-pack of the 3-amp hour battery, which is size-wise between these two. You get two of the 3-amp hour batteries, and then you can choose a tool for free during their Ryobi days at Home Depot. This is one of the free things. This is $79 if you had to buy it outright. So you're buying two batteries and a charger for $99. Get this for free. So you get the th- all that for free. What I did is I bought the first one, and I used the two 3-amp hour batteries. Got the second one. Got the third one sold the batteries off for $50 for the two batteries and the charger and the bag out the door. They went, took that hundred dollars and went and bought a nine amp hour uh, battery. So now I can put this nine amp hour battery on here and it truly becomes this huge, this huge thing. But now instead of having, you know, two hours of runtime per, for a single speaker at, um, at, at a 30 watt, you know, 20 to 30 watt load, I can now get, you know, six hours with one speaker if I need to. This past weekend, I ran this with my selfie booth. My selfie booth has an LED light ring. It has a power supply in there for the iPad, which also feeds the, um, that that um, that little charger. Also feeds the uh, ugh, the LED lights. There's a, a a strip of lights in the stand, so the stand glows. You've got the ring that glows, and of course, it's then charging or putting power to the iPad. So with one of these and the six amp hour battery, I put that on a little cart, pushed it over by the ceremony. It ran for about three and a half hours. And when I came back in, if you're familiar with Ryobi batteries on the front here, there's a little indicator as far as how many bars it was down to one bar. So where were you at? Uh, I was running my selfie booth with a six amp. Oh, no, I
1: heard all that. But what were you at for bars? Oh,
0: there was one one little bar left.
1: Oh, you had a bar left. Okay, I had
0: one bar left yet on it, and it will continue to go down. And then once it starts, that one bar starts flashing, then you're pretty much done. And the I cool was- thing
1: about the lithium ion batteries is, when they're low, you still tend to run at full power. It's not like you know, lights dim and stuff.
0: Yeah, well, the battery's on and then it's like gone. Yep, and that's exactly how these work. because they're on and yeah. then it just shuts off and then you're done. And some of the, some of the times when I've taken it after I've been done and I took it off and it's like, oh, when I look at it, it's flashing. And then I took it off the load and it's like, oh, that one bar is on solid. That wasn't the case. Uh, the bar was on solid no matter if, when I went and checked it while the lights were still drawing. It's like, oh yeah, still one bar left. So it probably could have ran for another fifteen minutes, maybe maybe longer. I don't know. But it, the point was is that that handled that load and on a kilowatt it was saying it was 52 watts of power being this is a kilowatt
1: by the way john's throwing a lot of jargon at you right now but this is a kilowatt and and what you're able to do with this is you it's pretty simple you can plug this into your power source and then you plug whatever you want into here it doesn't matter what it is it can be a light a speaker um, a hairdryer, it doesn't matter. And you turn it on and it shows you what the power draw is from the wall in a little readout here. It's yeah, pretty much what it does, right, John? Yeah,
0: nothing. There's nothing super fancy about it, but oh, they're just a great tool. They're about 20 bucks on Amazon. Uh, not, yeah. not even that. If you go watch the videos, I think, eh, I don't know if I have a kilowatt on all the vi- videos, but yeah, you can go, just go out there and search kilowatt. And there's, there's some off brand ones and there's the kilowatt ones. I've not tried an off brand one. The kilowatt ones have worked. I've only burned one of them up because I was trying to uh, test electric heaters. And I wanted to see if the load on an electric heater after 15 minutes would go up or down or whatever. And of course, right. that amount of draw was too much for a kilowatt for that amount. I
1: did an power. experiment with these a while back because um, what someone was asking was when you charge something like an LED PAR, like the little battery-powered Go lights that ADJ had, yeah. when you charge that, what's the power draw from the wall on the oh, charge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, not running the light, just charging the light. And it turns out it varied depending on what level the charge was at.
0: Uh-huh. oh, sure. So I when suppose. it was
1: low, it was high. But as the battery charged up, the draw from the wall dropped.
0: I suppose, yeah, it was just slowing that ramping down. So
1: that was my that's why I bought this was to do that experiment. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was like twenty bucks. So yeah. it's handy though. It's in my uh, electrical drawer. If everyone wanna know what the power draw is with some, I got a kilowatt.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, we, we, we've used it now in the field I, with the, the selfie booth. In my testing, I used, I've used i got um, some Chauvet, some of their Bluetooth uh, light trees here. Uh, we ran that. Last week's show, let's see, one of the shows I ran the lights on static. I think Monday night I ran them on static, and a 3-amp hour battery lasts just under an hour. Night two, uh, when we did the shows, I had them changing color, which which brought the draw down tremendously and that last the whole night as far as it was over two hours so we did both ben Stowe and our show while my background back there was changing colors
1: so well let me ask you this before we move on to wedding system fails how much is the little inverter pack and then how much are those i believe the batteries
0: yeah the the again the uh, the power the the deal right now during Ryobi days, which is going till June 19th, I want to say something in that ballpark, okay. is you buy two batteries and you get the charger and the bag at Home Depot, and then they give you the inverter for free.
1: Okay, and what's the price on that, about $200? Uh, the, the,
0: the batteries are 99 bucks for that pack, and the wow. inverter, if you buy it separately, is 79 Now, as some of you probably saw, but make sure if you buy it, check it out right away. Because I don't know how long, if this is a limited time thing, or if it's going to be there, but I had one of them dead. It was dead out of the box. So okay. I went and took it back to Home Depot, and they just swapped it out, and life is good.
1: It's uh, a Home Depot, like Father's Day kind of just, thing.
0: Yeah, just... just Special uh, to running, yeah, okay. Yeah, just their Ryobi days. They do Ryobi days a couple of times a year. Um, if you need more batteries, I highly would recommend either, if you unless you want the 99 nine amp hour ones, otherwise you yeah. wait for Black Friday. Black Friday is the time... Those year. are high dollar. Yeah, okay. you buy. I bought last year, um, Ryobi ran a promotion on their 4 amp hour batteries during that, and they had a promotion on their 6 amp hour batteries where you bought a 2 pack last fall. So that's why I have two 6 amp hour batteries, and then I have, I think, four of the 4 amp hour batteries because those were all on you know Black Friday. I party. think
1: all I have are 4 amps. I've got a, a Leaf blower. It's the only thing Ryobi I own, yeah. and it's good for about four or five minutes, and that's just disappointing. So I think either a bigger battery or a couple additional batteries would be very helpful.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: And that charger, is that a rapid charger?
0: Uh, for the cell phone side of it. Oh, I'm not sure it's a smaller, it's a different configuration. It's not like the bigger, the bigger ones that they have. Okay. They have, it's a little bit smaller unit. So, um, I haven't compared size to, or, or speed to the other ones. So uh, that one, I can't, I, uh, what I have, I bought, um, a year and a half. There's this big thing that has all these little ports on the side of it, so you can plug in like eight batteries, and mm-hmm. you can plug them all in and let them charge, and then it charges from one to the next to the next to the next. Right, right. So it's a, that overnight charger that charges them all, and that's what gets most of my batteries most of the time.
1: We went totally hardware on in there for a minute. We did,
0: we did yeah. Now, so oh. I've had people ask... um Actually, let me bounce to Tom, and then I'll come, come back. Sure. Tom asked about the Mackie. Uh, I was using the DRM. uh Those were the 215. Those are the, they're the powered 15 inch two way speakers. They're rated uh, the, the power output, the power, whatever they want to call it, the wattage that they have is, uh, they say they're a 2000 watt box. The reality, the most important part is the SPL on those things. Those are very, very efficient speakers. They're probably, they, they compete right now sound quality wise. They're somewhere between the EKX and the EV line and the ETX. More people have heard those because the DRM series is brand new. It's probably the best cabinets from Mackie I've heard in a long, long time. They're really, uh, a really nice, sound, heavy-duty cabinet. Um, this is this is definitely a, uh, a great entry point or a great line from Mackie out there. So um, good stuff. Can
1: I talk you guys into liking the video? We've still got a few of you left here watching. We're going to talk about one more thing before we wrap, but if you could hit that like button, that'd be
0: awesome. Yeah, the, yeah we, we, Thank we you so not much. Too, not too in there. Um, so mentioning tools – one of the questions that has come up probably a dozen times so far is like, okay, so Ryobi has this and they've sold a lot of them. When will DeWalt and uh, Makita come out with that? It's actually uh, got a, got of somebody from Makita and Makita for, they're, they're an interesting company. Makita is, is kind of the kind of the overseers, what have you, um, is the most of them are, are uh, from Japan and they have got a very specific thought process of what they want to do (laughs) and what they're going to bring to market and if you don't if it doesn't fall into it they don't go and say oh look at they've got a really cool thing we want we're going to make one too makita had a battery powered lawnmower a number of years ago that was in europe but it wasn't in the united states right and their lawnmower wasn't that good and that's why it didn't come to the states but as others were com- coming out with new things, and Makita could have, you know, stolen stolen an idea or copied an idea or brought some, tried no, they just they just didn't because it wasn't their idea to do it. Their the way.
1: Japanese business model is interesting. If you don't <laughs> believe me, look at Pioneer. It's all you have to do. And it's like, okay, yeah, the Japanese business model is very interesting. Very very interesting. Very own ideas on things. So
0: Makita, I I would not expect DeWalt, um, because DeWalt, a big part of their business is to license their name out to different companies. So there could be someone out there who's making an inverter like this And they get it, they go and they pay the money to DeWalt to get it licensed and such. I wouldn't be surprised if we see something from DeWalt. Don't want to turn that on.
1: I want to thank you all for hitting that like button, by the way, because it went from like eight to 19. Oh, yeah. Thanks. John was talking. Awesome. Awesome. It's worth saying something sometimes.
0: It is. It is. Yes. So that
1: appreciate that, thank you.
0: So yeah, for those of you who are hate Ryobi and you're like, oh my gosh, if it would be from somebody else, Greenworks has one out there that they're they're selling with their forty volt system, uh, Ego with their fifty six volt batteries, they have something now in this line. So I think you're going to see more of these companies coming through with that because you've got so many people who have the batteries and they want to go take it camping to be able to charge their mobile devices this is the biggest thing. Yeah. So
1: good idea for camping, absolutely. Yeah,
0: great stuff. So. Uh, so wedding fails. Um, yes. One, of, a couple of things that, that I have, I've talked or had some people talk about is, um, Saturday, Saturday night's wedding. You know, we had, we had a lot of, a lot of things going on and it, it, we get start the dance. And all of a sudden, it's like we lose half the half the wedding party. They, they leave, and you know, in the back in the day, this happened all the time because people had to go outside and smoke. And not, not as many people smoke today. So listen, and I'm kind of scratching my head. It's like, okay, I've got a lot of wedding things that we're going to be doing, and we're going to be doing. We wanted an anniversary dance and this and the other thing, and once again, we have a fight in the parking lot. Oh. I I just I can't wrap my head around. And I understand these people come and there's free beer and they're drinking heavily. But how in the world do these things happen at weddings? Why would you if invite people that are going to clash like this? I, I don't know. Is it is it the failing of of the, the guest list? Is it the failing of the bar for seeing these people are getting drunk and stupid and continuing to serve them beer? Is it? I, I just don't know.
1: Well, emotions run high, you know. I mean, sometimes it's family members, sometimes it's just very close friends to whoever's getting married. Maybe there's some hard feelings. Maybe somebody says something as a joke, and then somebody is feeling rather righteous because Budweiser's, you know, pretty much making him feel a little righteous at that time. And uh. yeah, just, yeah, it's unfortunate. It's just, unfortunate.
0: Just yeah. It's
1: usually very young kids, or it's way out in the sticks for me, where that kind of stuff has the possibility of happening. I haven't seen it for a very long time.
0: Yeah, and I hadn't seen it for quite a while either. I mean, we've the the best one that we had ever at a wedding was the, the night that there was a bunch of I think there were like 10 15 people who were fighting in the parking lot. And mm. and I went out and I was kind of watching it, you know, from a safe distance and and there's people like running around like like third graders or something and throwing punches at people who are just, you know, just randomly throwing punches. It's like, what what is anyway yeah so that that was that was an interesting um earlier one of the earlier weddings uh this this year and i didn't talk i i, I pulled a, i did a brian red on this as i wasn't going to talk about it at afterwards because in case they were
1: you gotta wait there's the wait. buffer time on so that. this
0: is this is now the statute of limita- limitations is over yeah and this is a pet peeve of mine we go through and we talk about what we want to do and we have kind of a game plan and there's some things that I do not feel comfortable with having happen at a wedding. I don't prefer. I don't want to play songs that have blatant F words consistently through them. You know, if it drops one here and there, you know, and the the older guests are gone or the kids are gone at least. Okay. It is what it is, but the, you know, F this and F that, and all these things, I don't like to do that. Okay. Another thing I don't like to do is I don't like to have set up a situation where people can be embarrassed. I don't want to embarrass the bride. It's her day. There's nothing right. that's going to happen to embarrass her. And I don't like to make the groom look stupid because we, as men, can do that on our own. I don't need to help that particular one. Yeah. There's a variety of these types of things. So one of the wedding, one of the weddings earlier this winter or this spring, it was one of those nights where we, had t- we talked about all this in advance, and they were all on board, and we had a plan of what we were going to do get on the get on the microphone and then finish the introduction and now ladies and gentlemen we've got the father of the bride who's going to come up here and he wants to say a few words and all i hear from the head table is nope we changed our mind it's going to be the father of the groom and he's going to be doing the blessing okay i get that so then when that was done and and now we're going to start the meal nope i hear from the head table we're going to go over and we're going to go light this candle over here in memory of of grandma okay, we're going to light the candle. So when that gets done and I'm waiting, it's like, is it mealtime? Are we, can I continue on? Because, you know, we just, you had the blessing, which generally means the catering staff's coming with food. Okay. So we, we continue on. They, They, I think what happened in this particular one is the night before they got together with their wedding party and the girls were just the girls in the wedding party were kind of all over. I would consider it kind of a they were kind of spastic in in that, and I think that what they were like, oh, we should do it this way instead, even though the bride and groom had their plans kind of laid out, and I think the the bride was like, oh yeah, that sounds great, let's do that. So, we have the situation where the uh, they blindfold the groom, and and he has to identify his wife by reaching up her skirt and he's they've got five girls out there we talked Welcome about to
1: 1982
0: yeah well this was uh, we talked about how i wanted to do the garter and they wanted to do an auction with it no problem we can do the auction and whoever wins will come up and tell um tell you know billy how to remove the garter that way billy's the only one he's going to just take it he'll take it off and we'll have a little fun with it and play some play something you know that may maybe you know billy what's kind of your style and he goes yeah i'm kind of like this so, okay great so we're going to play the the um the, the Chicago Bulls theme because That he wanted that kind of sporty thing, and he wanted that, and he goes, yeah, that'll be great. That was our plan. Five minutes before that, she's like, yeah, we're going to change this a little bit. We're going to have him blindfolded, and then I'm going to have some of my bridesmaids and some of the other girls in dresses come up here, and he's got to identify which one of us is, which one of the girls is me before we can do the garden removal. Okay. Well, you know, this is not going to end well. Because, yeah, were they swingers
1: or something? What's going yeah, on here?
0: Yeah, so, so he's going along and he's you know touching calves and and he's and uh-huh. he, there were th- yeah for my angle I could see that there were three girls who had very similar calves the bride and two others goes down nope okay good nope good nope good he gets to the first one it's similar to his bride he's he's like I'm not sure continues the next one nope so he ends up with two the two of the other girls one of them he exnades so it was the bride and the other girl. And he comes back, and it's like, okay, so he's going to narrow it down. And he reaches the bride. Nope. And and then he he is on the girl, and then he reaches up and he grabs her. It's he's like, Ooh-ha. Yeah. yeah, yes, he does. And it's like, oh my gosh, he you know thinking it was indeed her, thought <laughs> it would be funny because you know he wasn't too happy that he was. But he thought it would be funny to embarrass her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my goodness gracious, just.
1: Eric Wilson says he wants in. He wants a part of this. Sounds like fun. Oh man, it would be great in 1982. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of crazy, drunken stuff that they used to do back then.
0: And that's what we kind of talked a little bit about this last night. Is is this kind of because Saturday night there were some aspects of what happened were very similar. Now this weekend they won't happen whatsoever. I'm very confident with that. We have a very conservative, a nice crowd, but it's going to be more of a conservative crowd. But is there a couple of my weddings later in the summer where it's, you know, part of the, you know, woohoo, we're going to drink, you know, four cakes of beer type of thing. Is, is that kind of that, that eighties kind of, you know, doing things different, doing things our way kind of having it be, you know, a silly fun. Is that going to come back?
1: <sighs> Gee, John, I don't know. I mean, you got me worried now. Um Here I'm saying, yeah, the kids, the, the kids in, those reaction videos were saying how, you know, I really wish my life was like an eighties movie because (laughs) those look like fun times. And I'm thinking to myself, yes, this means, you know, wham for everybody. But on the other hand, it's like, wow, maybe it means these stupid drunken wedding games
0: too. Yeah. I mean, for those of you who haven't been, didn't DJ back in the day, it was very common that the bouquet would be tossed and the gal who caught the bouquet, would and the guy who caught the garter the guy would bring the garter over and he'd put this on the leg and it would be this thing going on mm-hmm. and it was i, I yeah it's awkward it was so awkward because half the time it was like a girl who was 14 years old right was, right, right and then right. you got this you know this 50 60 year old uncle you know whatever who uh, is now half drunk and he's <laughs> yeah and it's like okay so this is really not good
1: do you remember the um the garter um Yes, it was. It was putting the garter on the um, whoever caught it. Yeah,
0: it was just. I remember
1: there was this thing where we used to go. Okay, let me let me tell you how it works. And we're, we're, I remember, I'm working with guys who were frontmen from uh, frontmen from bands. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, way back in the '70s and '80s. I'm watching them do this, and and the the, the act was, you go. Okay, let me show you how it's done. Okay, you point to the ankles. You see this? This is first base. Okay. Now here's, here's you know, up here, halfway up to the knee. This is second base. Right past the knees, third base. And I think we all know what a home run is. And everybody laughs. That's what you did. Yeah. That's how they did things. Mm-hmm. And it was funny.
0: Oh, it, but one of the people one,
1: weren't as creepy back then. I think they kind of knew that, you know, we're not really supposed to do these things.
0: Yeah. You, now that you mentioned that, one of the, the garter activities we used to do commonly. Was starting to garter at her knee, and as money was brought up, uh, the guys brought money up and gave it to the groom. He would the garter would go up the knee or go up <laughs> the leg, and as they brought money up and gave it to the or to the best man, it went up the leg to the matron of honor. It went down the leg, and if somebody brought up a twenty, they got to move it up her leg. Oh wow! Was was if I don't know why that happened, but it, it happened in this this area, and people were oh my gosh, you're doing a you're doing it where if I bring a twenty up, I can do it right. And there were the number of times that 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 women were brush groped while this was going on. That the guys like hey, whoops, you know. And,
1: oh god! Oh,
0: I, I completely. You know, it it
1: makes that. me cringe just yeah. to think about those days. Oh yeah. I, I really just it, it it turns my stomach. I don't
0: like it. Yeah,
1: call me a product of my environment or or too politically correct or whatever. But there's no way I would do that now. There's no way, you know.
0: Yeah, how times but way back. Oh my gosh, how times have That's changed. Yeah. So for those of you who are, are you know, oh, it was so great DJing in the '80s. There were some positives in the in yeah. that time. Don't don't get us wrong, but there were at the weddings. It was an it was the infancy of wedding DJs. And the weddings are better now. Yeah, they're, they're definitely. Clubs were better then, but the weddings are better now. Yeah, yeah, there definitely was a a uh, a difference back then, and so it'll be fun uh, Continue. Jimmy been on.
1: once for so, nobody gets for a fifty.
0: Nobody <laughs> gets for a fifty. <laughs> and now uh, that, yeah, that was discussions. was
1: a nineteen eighty four find out.
0: Yeah, Joe mentions the nobody the garder bouquet. I. I have had bouquet toss. I haven't had a garter until uh, this, this uh, last year I didn't do a garter the whole time, do very few dollar dances, which used to be such a staple this year. I've had dollar dances and, and a couple of garters, which like this next one, no, no to the garter. I don't think I've got garter for the next two or three, but yeah, I've, I've already had it twice this year. And yeah, well,
1: I don't do it very often, but once of in a while, but the coolest thing that, that I've done in the last few years with that bouquet. And I know I've mentioned it before. It was actually a client's suggestion where, um, when you do the um, like the anniversary dance, mm-hmm. whoever the couple is that's been married the longest that ends up out on the floor, the bride just gives them the bouquet. Oh, nice. And I think that's really nice. Yeah. Um, that's a cool way to handle it. If they want to do something with the bouquet, and they want to do, you know, something for the uh, married folks that are there, that's a really cool way to handle things, I, I think. So there are options. You don't have to do tosses. Yeah. How we- mentions the crawl? Yeah, the crawl. I haven't done the crawl in a while, but the crawl's fun. <laughs> I, I, I did this uh, guilty something from the '80s. I've held on to, and I've tried to clean it up a little bit for for contemporary consumption. To,
0: to, yeah, modernize it a little this, bit. So.
1: This crawl thing once in a while.
0: Ah, okay. Well, I think we are, we are in, we are at our, our, uh,
1: we're past it. We ran long. Yeah, we did. We okay. Did. We're having fun.
0: That's good. We we covered a lot of ground. So thank you guys for being with us tonight. Um, and thanks for, for, for hitting that like button. That was, I had forgotten to, my, I was thinking about mentioning that. So good, good yep. catch there, right Thank you so much. And, uh, let's see. Next weekend. Yeah, or next week I should say we we should be we should be good here for a couple of a couple of weeks yet, I think. And and but if if the weather's really good, we, next Tuesday you might be by yourself because the kids are all fired up for fishing. For those of you who follow my Facebook page, you are on, out there following that, you saw some pictures of kids we took them out yesterday and each of them caught a a fish, a decent sized fish, so they were all excited. A sweet bass. So, yeah, they yeah, is now my she's my professional bass fisherman and she's like I'm never going nice. sunfish fishing again. We're going bass fishing.
1: <laughs> That's okay. I got a I got a, a Mustang to build anyway.
0: Yeah. So. so we'll see see what's going on for next week. So just follow uh, follow us on on the Facebook pages, and we'll let you know. So thank you once again, everyone. Have yourself a wonderful evening. Good night.